What's up everybody, it's Evan Ross. I just finished doing Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored and it was an amazing time. I got to talk to one of my brothers, Jason Lee. And uh, yeah, we, we talk about everything. And, and it's, it was actually really incredible. And you're gonna get to see a lot of stuff that you probably didn't know about. And uh, inside on the show, uh, Ashley and Evan, as well as you know stuff about the album and how all these things got created and even stuff about uh, family and everything. So yeah, check it out. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jeroslyn. I'm the managing editor of Hollywood Unlocked. And I'm Rosa Acosta. Back for, like, her 10th show. And um, <laughs> we have the one and only Evan Ross in the building. Woo! What's up? So we've been doing this now two years. We've had everybody up here, and it took us two years to get you here. <laughs> so welcome. Yeah, man. All right, so Evan is... Uh, a really, 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 really close friend. We've known each other for a while. I actually looked it's since since uh, two thousand and six. Yeah, is it two thousand six? Wait, ATL was two thousand six. ATL was two thousand six. Okay, that's so, been a minute. So last night I said, "Do you remember the day we met? Do you remember?" I feel like I do, but maybe you know a different time. Okay, so the Fuji's reunited in Hollywood. Yes, outdoor. And Marcus Polk was standing there, and he says, "Hey, um, because they had shut everything down to this one area." And Evan was standing there, and the police were there, whatever. And so they were like, yo, because I knew the cop that was there. And they were like, can you get that kid in? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, whatever. So you came in. You were just like, you had hella energy, and you were just moving all around. I'm like, who's this little motherfucker? <laughs> and then and Marcus behind your back kept saying like, yo, he's he's in a really important dude. I'm like, okay, but like, I don't know, but he's cool. He's a mad hyper. So he says, yeah, I'm having a movie premiere. If you guys want to come, I'm like, a movie premiere? You know, I just got to Hollywood. I ain't no shit about movie premieres. So... I go to the ATL movie premiere, and it's a big fucking deal. Everybody's there, and uh, Evan. And so the after party, I couldn't get to Evan because it was just Will Smith. Everybody was there, and uh, Tyra Banks. And I remember going to the after party, and Evan said, hey, man, thanks for coming and supporting. You want to you meet my mom? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he walks me up <laughs> like, the stairs, and it's fucking Diana Ross. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. That's how <laughs> I actually going. remember that now. That was very embarrassing. I had Jack and Coke and, like, a plate of food, and it was just not the right and your hands were greasy? <laughs> no, but you just don't want to meet an icon where you like look like a drunk and just it's just too much. But it just showed like the humility and how like you were just so regular. That was then, this is now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're, no, you're, you're still you're still the same. No, it's true. No, but I do remember, you know what's funny is I remember that just even that whole time I was so excited just to be in a movie, like even on a set. Like yeah. you could ask me to do anything. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and down. Was that that was your first movie? Yeah, it was my first movie. I, I turned sixteen on that movie. Wait, so were you were you like a trained actor at that point, or you just acted? Yeah, no, I I I'd done a lot of training. I did, did training for years until I actually did that project. You know. Yeah, the movie was great. It was really good, and it was well attended. You guys had a lot of love. Like I remember that was one of the first movie premiere. Well, I think it was the first movie premiere I've been to. But since then, like where big stars came out to support. That project, which now I think is, it's a hood classic. It's a hood classic. We didn't expect, we didn't know what to expect, really. You know, we were just all kind of excited to be there. But it turned in, and that was like, T.I. too was like, you know, it was like huge mm -hmm. for him to be doing that. So time. you didn't know when you were doing it that it was going to be a classic? No, no, I, I, we, I, we didn't. I was just happy to be on a movie set. I didn't know anything. Okay, but the movie that you did that made me actually cry was Life Support. Like, it was so oh, yeah. fucked up. Life that support. Was, that was yeah. That was a darker project. That was you and Queen Latifah on HBO. You caught um, you caught AIDS. Yes, and it was Nelson George's project too. Um, it, it was written about his sister, who had um, HIV. So it was a real based on a true story. Based on a true story, it, 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 almost more than based. I think it was actually just fully, fully yeah. 
But that was the first time you worked with Dana, right? Because now you guys are on Star. Yeah, that was the first time we worked together. She was amazing to me then, and we had the best time ever. And now we're, you know, I hadn't worked with her until again on Star. You know. So in life support, when you were acting with Tracy, like, how, how were you all? Because even though she was your sister in the film, uh-huh. <laughs> you, it's like it's crazy because you didn't see it as Evan Ross and Tracy Ellis Ross. You literally could see the characters. Is that just good acting, or? I think it's good acting. Um. Yeah, we were definitely playing characters. And, you know, I didn't actually get to see her performance until I watched the movie, you know, because we, we really didn't shoot scenes together. Um, and I had gotten the movie. I had auditioned for it with Nelson George. And they were, had already been thinking about my sister. And they were like, oh, this makes total sense, you know. Okay, so you come from a famous, so you come from a famous, one of the most famous, if not the most famous female singer in, in our history, Diana Ross. Yeah. So do you have the pressure? Do you feel the pressure? Because I've never, let's just go back. First of all, this feels like an interview and I'm just talking to Evan. I've never asked But it's still, we didn't have talked about this stuff. Well, we may have talked about it once. No, once I remember a conversation. We were hammered. We we, we (laughs) drank a little too much. But like, we've never talked about it. So like, did you ever feel the pressure being her son? Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, not Not at a young age, but I think now in the industry, I think, you know, we just, being conscious of what you say and also just in general, you know, you, I've watched somebody who's done it so amazingly and, you know, has, has really had built such an incredible career that you have to be conscious of it. And I think a lot of times there is that, there's that a pressure there, you know, you can't just decide to do whatever you want, you know, you, you, you can, but you also have to do it in a way that you feel like is going to, you know, be good for your family and all the whole thing, you know? But your mother, she's an actress and a singer, and you're an actor and a singer. Did you ever feel like the pressure? Because at some point, I'm sure you were Diana Ross's son, and even though you still are her son in real life, there was a point where you made your own name. Yeah, I think the acting part was actually easier. I think now that I'm singing and um, and doing the music, I think that's that that there's a little bit more pressure there. I think um, you know wanting it to be perfect and wanting it to be right and having to tell myself that it's okay regardless, and this is something that I love to do, is, is a thing, you know, it's something I deal with all the time. I didn't realize how much I dealt with it until, you know, I was actually doing it, and I was like, man, you know, uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself in general, you know. So, But why? Because I want it to be right. Now, I, I don't even know. I don't, you know, I think, um, I think you just do. I think that's just part of it. I think mm-hmm. you, 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 you want to be the best, and I think also having, you know, Having someone who's, you know, I feel like it's like had the most incredible career. It's it's a lot. Yeah, so when we were at your house a long time ago, you played some songs that um, you could hear Michael Jackson in the music. Did that music ever come out or no? Oh, the, the those songs. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't. And th- those there were songs that. Um, and the songs were amazing. There were songs. There were songs that he had had uh, done more melodies on. He hadn't finished writing it. Um, and you know, at the time he was here. And he was sending me songs. And I remember he played me one song, and he knew I was, you know, just I was doing music. And he was like, "I was like, I think it's amazing." He was like, "It's okay, it's all right." He's like, "Do you want to do do? You can have it." And I was like, "Yeah, I have it." And then you know, with his passing, it never really. So Michael was your godfather. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he was. I'm, I think he was a godfather to a, a bunch of people, but more than anything, he was just, you know, he was a close family member to me. You know, we we were like. Somewhat like brothers, you know what I mean. I think uh, my mom was kind of like a mother figure to him as well. Mm-hmm. You know? So when people, are you ever sensitive to the, like the people speaking on Michael Jackson and or his relationship with your mom? Because I know like a lot of people thought 
I mean, we knew he was, she was like a mother figure to him, but people also thought like he loved her. I, I think so. I think it was, I think it was a lot of things. I think he did. I knew he, I know he loves her, loved her. And I think he also, uh, maybe was in some sort of way. I, my mom always says, no, it wasn't. But you know, I feel like, I feel like he, I feel like he was, you know, there was so much about my mother he loved, you know? And I think some of the, you know, what he had told me was a lot of the most amazing times he spent uh, as a child was always with my mother. You know, she didn't have him working or doing anything like that. She just wanted him to have fun. You know, she talked about vacations and everything. So, mm. so do you, so when are you going to put the music out? And the, the reason why well, I asked is because well, you, the, there's our two EP's people. out. No, no. I'm talking about the music with you and the, you, the music that I heard back in the day. That I, you won't, I don't think I'll put any of the Michael stuff out. See the reason that, why reason why I asked because it's not it wasn't Mike you know it was more like he wanted me to take the the melody that he did and redo it it wasn't mm -hmm. for me to use his vocal or anything like that and I don't really agree with uh, not that I disagree with it but I don't really like the idea that people can kind of take his music and stuff that wasn't done and put it out mm -hmm. because it's I don't I feel like he was such a perfectionist that if he wanted it to be out he would have put it out mm -hmm. you know and I I think that you know there's there's something. He had so much work, but he wanted things to be perfect. And I think a lot of the stuff that's been coming out is not his his um, exactly what he would like to be putting out. You know? Do you draw who's whose work ethic do you draw from the most? Him, your mom, just friends? Is it your own? Because I know like you've been active in a lot of films and music for a long time. I think it's my mom, mm -hmm. because my mom's able to have um, an amazing career, but she's also an amazing mother, and she was able to raise kids, and that's a big focus of hers. And it didn't take her away from that. And I think uh, loving the music and loving your career and doing all that is amazing, but being obsessed with it can be a problem, you know? And I think the, being able to be a human and, and, and live in this world that everybody else is in, you have to find a way to have a reality in there, you know? It's funny you say that because I had said on the show, so Floyd, um, who's been a mentor, me, mentor to me, said, you're not going to be as successful as your fullest potential until you're consumed with it. But I remember like when I think of you, how, how successful you've been jumping on trampolines, being able to just mm -hmm. enjoy life. Like you enjoy life. How yeah. do you find the balance? Cause right now I'm not finding balance. Like it's, right now I'm consumed. I, I struggle with it too though. It, it, it is something I deal with every day. I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, you struggle with finding time for all of the stuff, but I think it's just reminding yourself of it because it is important. You can be fully in your work and wanting it to be great and then have a way to turn it off so that you can actually have a real life because it, it's too much and it takes away from your it takes it away from reality mm -hmm. you get stuck in this whole thing that's not really real i know? mean i was saying telling the story i remember just walking and looking at the sky and i was had to stop for a minute because I, I had forgot the last time i looked up at a cloud yeah i know I know. <laughs> or something, you know i don't know it's really weird because i don't know that i think there's a constant pressure to always be doing something. I remember when we went to Portland to visit you when you were filming the movie with the the girl who played the orphan. And uh and I remember you were there and you were just like I'm here to I'm here doing a project, but you weren't I don't think you were as excited about acting at the time. I think you were just like I'm here to make my agent happy or something. You were doing it to make somebody else happy. Well, I love the project. It wasn't that. It was that um I was, go I was going back to back from movie to movie. And I, I, I actually, at the time, that's when I kind of was trying to start focusing on the music. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like anybody understood that. They were like, what do you mean? You just got to go do it. And I, I did like the project. That was the reason why I went. No, actually, I, think, I think it was more of like a where you were in life. I don't, that it was, had nothing yeah. to do with the project. No, yeah, it was. It was a weird time, and I, was, I felt pulled. I was like, I'm sitting in Portland right now when I could be doing what I really want to be getting done and creatively. But nobody was 
interested in the fact that I was focusing on my music. They were like, you know, you're, you're doing great in the movie industry, so focus on that. You know what I mean? Do you yeah. think that having kids has helped you kind of like love life more? Because For they sure. do love like the simple things and we kind of like forget that as we get older. So maybe having your your daughter now, it's like one of the reasons. Well, 100%. That is, that's probably the biggest reason. And I was going to say that earlier is that, um, again, I, I, I get stuck in the same thing you get stuck into because I like to dive in and I dive in so hard that now I forget all the other stuff. And I think having children definitely gave me perspective, you know, on what's important. And um, and I got that reminded me of what my mother did. And I was like, you know, it was it was amazing because I now see how it is. It is a hard thing to do to be yeah. bouncing back and forth. And as much as my mom was working, I never felt like she wasn't there. And I was like, you know, I want to make sure that we do that. Both me and Ashley, you know, she gets mom guilt like crazy. You know, she's like, <laughs> and if we go away for a day. She's like, I got to get back. I'm like, you know. Okay, so talking about your mom, so up when you're upbringing, were, were you raised, your mom was active? Because, I mean, she had a very busy career, music, movies. She was beyond active. So, I, but did you, were you like, did you have a bunch of nannies or did you just have, was mom there? We had nannies. I mean, we had to have nannies. I mean, uh, if people don't have nannies, it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Do you have a nanny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wait. how would we both be working? Right, right. The kids just hanging out in the house by themselves? So, so, so Cardi was having a, a conversation with Chris and Kim about raising culture. And she was like, yo, I, I'm getting no sleep. I did this, that. And so Kim goes, well, do you, you don't have a nanny? And the funniest thing was how they, I think, judged her. Because Cardi, Cardi was like, no, nah, I mean, it's just me. And they were like, nah, you get, it, you got to get a nurse. You, you got to at least have to have your mom. Usually a well, lot I'm of saying, like Latin girls, like that's what we have. We have our mom there. That she so. has her mom. Right. Yeah, well, you know, you, and we're there all the time. Ashley's like barely ever leaves her side. But you you want to make sure that there is, there is, somebody looking out as well you know what i mean especially if you can right but in the beginning you know we didn't really in the beginning when she was an inf like a baby baby we really didn't have anybody and it, those nights are crazy thank god i never slept much you know what i'm saying because i didn't realize that i was going to be up every single hour okay so now you're married to ashley simpson ross mm -hmm. so when you get married to somebody who has their own money do you talk about bank accounts or do you just say look you just keep what you got over there and because you're rich, right? Do we talk about bank? I mean, you're both. You both have money. Yeah. Do we talk but, about? Bank? But you're fucking rich. <laughs> we don't talk. We don't, we we uh, severely. We rich. talk about all that stuff, man. We're, we're wait. You're so rich. It's like you <laughs> just walked in right now with these fucking shoes. What are those again? The Fendi's. Okay, what are those? Fendi's. They're moon, Fendi's. Last like moon night, boots. Last night I take my little broke Balenciagas out and I spill orange juice on my shoes and his shoes. <laughs> Usually when niggas like me get some shit on their <laughs> shoes, it's an event because, like, nigga, these cost $1,000. Evan didn't skip a beat. He's helping me get the shit to wipe off my shoe. I don't even think, I have wiped off your shoe. And then today he walks in with the same shoe but in a different color. So you're so rich like that you can afford to shit on expensive shit and not care. Yeah. He gets, it's, it's just stuff, man. One of, and different colors, <laughs> all the colors. So Ashley stuff. pulls up to the house. Do you say, listen, I'm so rich that you need your own account? Or what? what is the conversation when you have that kind of money? No, we, I mean, we, look, we talk, I don't, I don't, I don't know, we're not, we're not billionaires up in here, you know? Um, we, uh, we, always, we talk about everything because we have a family and we have to figure out how to, you know, take care of all that stuff. So mm -hmm. all these, all these conversations we've had, you know, and we talk about it and we make sure because you know we do like to spend money, so we've got to figure that out too. <laughs> you know? gotta, we got I mean, kids and all. Who spends kinds of more? Huh? Who's, well, who do you think she spends more? Than I, do? I don't know. I like she your style. So I, I, you know, you have nice shoes, so I don't know. 
Yeah, she spends more than I do. I spend, oh, I buy her more gifts, but we, you know, one of the two. But do you, we were talking about it on an earlier show where we were talking about Cassie and Diddy splitting and saying, okay, like, what, what you going to do for money now? At some point, if a rainy day ever happens, do you say, okay, I'm so rich that I have to keep my shit over, or, or, or do you commingle funds? I have no idea what that, <laughs> that, that is. That is something I don't know. Okay, I'll move on. I'd like to try to take care of my teeth. You know, they're not the best, but they're not. The worst. I've seen a lot of bad grills out there. But, you know, I brush my teeth three times a day, um, morning, noon, and night, in between meals. And um, my hand hurts. I get a little lazy. You know, that's why I like this new joint I just got. It's called Quip. One of the most important things we do forget about is our mouth health. It's very, very important, okay? But let me tell you about Quip. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers, okay? Somebody actually sat down, drew this thing out, Blueprinted it out and created this amazing electric toothbrush. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and enjoyable. Now, the thing I love about Quip is it reminds you every 30 seconds on when to flip, I mean, when to switch your size of brushing your teeth or brushing your gums. It's a pulsating vibrator. So every 30 seconds, you get to be reminded on when you need to go ahead and switch the side of your mouth. So outside of the 30 second pulse vibration reminders, it has a multi use cover, it mounts to your mirror. And it unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing. Now, Quip doesn't require a clunky charger and runs for three months on one charge, man. That's better than a Tesla, okay? <laughs> so why do you love Quip? That's me. I love Quip because it's easy, it's affordable, it's enjoyable, and you can mount it on your mirror because I'm lazy and I don't like putting things in cups, okay? So that's why I love Quip. It's backed by 20,000 dentists and professionals. So you're looking at me like, Gio, how can I get Quip? How can I get an electric toothbrush that's, that charges and stays charged for three months? Well, I'm about to tell you right now. Quip starts at just $25, okay? And if you go to getquip.com slash unlock right now, you get your first refill pack for free with the Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash unlock. Get Quip. Let me tell a funny story. <laughs> now I'm going to go back to Portland. Let's stay in Portland for a minute. Okay, so we go to Portland. I'm going to just tell you. so I, fun. Can I tell a funny story? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, at the point where you said you were focused on the music, and it makes sense now because out of all the places I've been to around the world, you found probably the spot with the best vibe, and it was Digapony. I can't remember all the details, but yeah. it was like all Michael Jackson, Prince, like that whole era of music. And it was a bunch of white people and us in there, um, up in their party. But the thing about it is, so I'm known to have a little alcohol, and if something goes left, I act completely crazy. So <laughs> it's me, Evan, Jill Marie Jones, and friends. We're having a good time. We're drinking. Evan goes outside to smoke a cigarette, and these people are following Evan around the whole night. I'm like, what the fuck is they following Evan for? But they're acting like they don't know who Evan is. So they finally get out there. He's smoking. They're smoking. They go, hey, man, um, you look like, uh, is your mom down to Ross? I'm like, bro, we're not having this conversation. So we go inside. <laughs> The dude takes our table. It's a big dude, too. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to have to fight him. Evan parked around the corner. How are we going to get to we the We parked car? far. Parked far. Like, <laughs> yeah. that would have been a, my big ass running way down the street. <laughs> so I go to pop off on dude, but Evan takes it all the way to the extreme. Like, Evan is the smallest dude to us. And Evan is like, motherfucker, he's trying to come out the table. I'm like, hold on. We can't, have, we can't do this. So now I'm the bodyguard, and Evan... Is on ten, <laughs> but so it just true. showed how protective of your of your you are of your friends. And even last night when we were talking about jazz and Devon and all the different people, the people that we talked about all showed up. It's still the same people. It's the same people, man. And 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 even when I don't see people for a little bit, it's amazing how 
you know, my friends are really my close friends. And, and you know, I, I, again, I want them to win with me. I love working with them. They're the reason why I can we can do all the stuff we do. Again, they're also like be babysitters and everything. Everybody helps out. We have like such a great crew, you know. We get back to the place. Where we're staying. We're staying at a secluded hotel way off in the cut. It's nothing but trees, black. Oh, my God. It was a scary night. It was very scary. No security, nothing. We're in the woods. And as we pull up, (laughs) there's a bunch of, you know, our people, black folks, carrying a body out the hotel. And I'm thinking, they just killed this person. Oh, my God. What the hell? Now, in my mind, you're carrying a body. I'm with Jill and Evan, both recognizable. This is about to go left, and we're walking from way one end, so I'm trying to get Evan to hurry and walk. And so finally, Evan's look checking up where's Jill at, and the people catch Evan. They drop the body, and they come over, and they're like, yo, you that kid from ATL? They, so they start in the moment. They look crazy. They look crazy. <laughs> Were they carrying a body? To the black truck with the door open. So I'm thinking, like, well, the person was drunk probably. You know, I don't know. Maybe oh. dead or drunk. I don't know. Hopefully. We never Hopefully. really figured we never really figured it out. That's that's a weird part. Oh, yeah. so, so maybe you guys You don't even know. You could have just saw the after effects of a murder. So they're like, Evan, can we please get photos? And I'm I like, was like, oh no. No, no, <laughs> Taking pictures of a murder. You you handled it well. You were like, you know what? Not a problem. I'm gonna get to everybody. I'm like, nah, nah, we gotta go. They like, nah, nigga, we getting a photo. I'm like, okay. I was like, we're not about to be wrapped up in that bag too, bro. Let's take There's no security. Then here comes Jill Marie Jones. I'm like, oh shit. But mind oh, you, this man. is back in the day. So girlfriends are still I mean, I think it had just come just off. Just come off. Yeah. So they see Jill. They go on. Then it becomes this big deal. So I'm running to find security. I go to get security. They come follow me inside. Finally, we get Evan. To the, to the room. We get everybody upstairs. And Evan has a wallet with all these fucking credit cards. I had never seen a metal credit card before. <laughs> he has a fucking metal credit card, but no key to the fucking room. Yeah. So I got to go all the way back and get the key. And here comes <laughs> Evan. I'm like, damn. I thought I was going to die that night, bro. Yeah, me too. It was a strange night. Okay, so how do you handle fame? That's an example of like the most extreme situation I've been in, uncomfortable with a super celebrity, super famous person. How do you deal with fame? Uh, I don't, it, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, a bad thing to me. And I, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm what's, you know, and also what scale, I think some people have to deal with it in a way that's really probably, you know, aggressive. Um, and I, I think women actually have to deal with it a little bit harder than men do too. Cause they're, they're, they just want to dive into everything the girls are doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I think, um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice place to be because you, you know, being that people know you, you have a way to, that you can give good things to the world, and there's, you know, you have a voice and all that. Um, but I don't know. I think the only time it's ever hard is with with the with the kids. You know, I think you know you want them to be uh, okay and not be able to have a fun time. Um, you know, even with doing this show, like we had to be very specific about when the kids were there, um, and it was never about them, but they could pop in. You know, but Jagger didn't really doesn't like when people take her photo and have the camera up. So she's mm-hmm. she's like no photo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like those kind of things. But other than that, I mean, it's not. You know, it's it is it's a it's a blessing, and 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 you know you, you gotta remind yourself that even when those things are hard, that you know you're grateful for the, for what it is. You know? Like there was a photo that just popped up of your mom at Apple. Does she just decide I'm? She just, loves Apple. No, but you guys are just going. Y'all just can't <laughs> walk into the mall. So she'll just walk into an Apple. You do you have to think about where you're gonna go? Uh, yeah, from my mom, yeah, I'm sure, you know. But my mom's like so on her own, like thing. She just does her own thing, like you know what I mean. <laughs> but she showed up at the rolling. Abbey. She was in all the papers. It was like no one was expecting her to just show up to the Abbey, jam to her own music. And it was she- her idea. Oh, what? <laughs> it was her idea. She called me. She goes, "I'm going to the club. You want to come?" <laughs> I was like, "Where?" 
She's like, the Abbey. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. She got a song out. <laughs> yeah. She twice the number went number one, those the dance record. And uh we had a blast, man. She was she wouldn't stop dancing. I had to tell her, I was like, I think we could go now. It's time. <laughs> so She's, when so when you look at like the legend, so because of your mom, I'm sure you've met everybody. You've met Stevie Wonder, I'm sure, several times. Yeah. Stevie was just in Milan. You were in Milan Fashion Week. He was yeah. in Milan Fashion Week. We talked about it on the show. Why was Stevie sitting front row? Do you think that the people should have a little bit more discretion? Because you know Stevie didn't see what was happening. He could feel it, man. That's what, okay, Keisha Everybody Cole was here. That. Everybody said that. Keisha Cole said he was listening to the fashion. Yeah. Now you're saying he could feel the fashion. I'm going to keep asking this I'm question. telling you, though, I, I, you know, I think, I think he can. And, you know, he's, he's, he's social. Every time I've seen him, he's been social. Like, you know, and he likes to be around people in the environment. And, you know, he's, he's a, he takes everything in. So he's obviously got a reason, mm-hmm. you know. So with Aretha passing recently, what did, I mean, had you ever met Aretha? I had never met Aretha. Um, but my mom was, you know, my mom loved her a lot. And my mom grew up down the street from her. My mom used to, she was the only one with like the, from what I remember, from my mom's told me that the, she had a beautiful tree on her property and uh, in, in, the, in the projects. And my mom used to climb her tree. And they all went to church together. When Aretha got signed, my mom was like, oh, this is But she was on Motown? Aretha I, was on Motown? Uh, did Aretha go to Motown? I think she but was But that was back first. around the same era where your but, mom. But, but she got signed, like, you know, she was like the first person that my mom knew to get signed. Mm-hmm. You know? And, how does uh, that happen? How does Aretha Franklin and Diana Ross grow up on the same, like, how does... It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Listen. That's crazy. That's an era where I was talking recently to a friend about music, and I'm just like, okay, we were. Oh, I was watching YouTube. I was showing them uh, Madonna's Vogue performance, 1990 MTV Awards. Then I was showing them like just some of the different Janet Jackson when she was on tour in Hawaii. And I look at like musicians now. I feel like you could just with the digital download pop a single out, living yeah. my best life. You're on the charts. You're a star. It's so different versus <laughs> back in the day when like every single artist was an like an iconic artist. Even like Michael Prince, John Majovi, yeah. uh, every um, oh, everybody genre. What do you think about music these days? Like, are you inspired these days to put out music given the current climate, or or what do you think about it? I mean, I think it's a, it's just a different time. You know, I don't I don't know if it's uh, it, there's there's so much out there now too. Because again, you could just put music out. I think it's really nice though because you know anybody who's creative has an opportunity to actually share it with people. You mm-hmm. know, which I don't think you could have done back in the day at all. Yeah. You know. Uh, and and there were so very few at that time, you know, at least that we knew of, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the what I do think though that I feel like I'm, I feel like is missing is um, there was there was such a camaraderie I think back in the day where artists would sing other people's songs. They would everybody in Motown would sing everybody else's songs, helping the song become a hit. And everybody was supporting each other. It was like if they all, if one won, they all won. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like you you see that as much. I think you see it a little bit in, in the rap world a little more than even the you know. But I I don't you don't see that that much. Like the well. togetherness or the collaboration. Yeah, the support, like the you know, like like it just I felt like such a camaraderie back then. And and everybody, if I bump into Mick Jagger or the Rolling Stones or anybody like that, and you know, they all will have stories about mom and. You know, just just all that stuff. It was like they were all together, in mm-hmm. it, you know. So speaking of that, and speaking of Milan Fashion Week, I did pull up the interview that you and Ashley did, where they asked you if you were Team Carter or Team Nikki. Uh-oh. <laughs> I didn't know Ashley was so controversial. Now it made me love her even more. <laughs> she, I don't know if she's controversial, but she, uh, 
you know, she's she probably would say like I'm not in this at all. No, um, but, she, but she, they did. They stopped you on the carpet and they said, "Are you Team Nikki or Team Cardi?" And she said, "Well, who who you like better or something?" And she said, um, I, "I like Cardi because she just seems nicer." Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think yeah. You know, Cardi. Everybody likes Cardi. I like Cardi. She's got this. She's just got this uh, this honesty about her. You know, I've never seen anybody. I've actually never seen anybody in the spotlight like her. Mm-hmm. You know, where you in can't, terms of being so relatable, or yeah, well, you can't you can't deny it. You know, it's just it's she's just who she is, and it's and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, and she comes off so humble, and she's so you know. I don't know. I'm a fan of hers too. Mm-hmm. I'm a, even I'm a fan of the music, but I'm also just a fan of hers. You know, I think she's got a special thing, and it's not. I know. Pe- I know people talk about you know these fights and things like that, but I I don't feel a negative energy from her at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm, I, I think she's great. So do you, does your mom know about today's artist? Like, does she know? She don't know Lil Uzi Vert. I'm sure she's not listening. To Uzi Vert. <laughs> <laughs> but no. is, is mom's bumping Bodak Yellow? Like, does she know Cardi? She randomly will hit me up, and she like knows these. She'll know this stuff. You know what I mean? She'll know some of it. But she, but uh, I'm, I'm positive. I'm positive she knows Cardi B. She probably think Cardi B is great. Hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, my, my, but she don't have Playboy Cardi. I, I don't. We, we we don't really have those. We don't really have those conversations. You know, if, she'll randomly find somebody that she like loves their voice and send it to me, or somebody that inspires her. You know, that she thinks has something special. And I know she's been talking about doing music right now. So there's, you know, I'm sure she's looking at certain artists. I don't know if she's looking at you know much rap artists, but um, you know, you never know. <laughs> Listen, if your mother comes out with a song with Lil Uzi, I'm gonna create yeah. some type of support council. We're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> Because, you know, me I, I me saw well. Barbara Streisand recently doing an interview where she was talking about this new... What's the movie that's out right now with the Lady, Lady Gaga? A Star is Born. A Star is Born. And you, yeah. and you look at somebody as iconic as that and you just like... You, we want you to continue to be the trophy of like real shit. Yeah. Because yes. there's so much fake shit out here. Yes. All right. So you're married now. It's so crazy thinking of you being married mm-hmm. with kid. Yeah. Which means you have to now be responsible. Because I liked... Fun, reckless. Well, with like two kids, I must have him, kids. Too. You, me, Jill, a trampoline, liquor, feed house. It just was nothing but in Dallas, Austin, reckless. It was good fun. times. Good times. Tony De Niro, shout out to Tony De Niro. Tony De Niro, he was there last night. <laughs> I saw him sitting in the cut with another model. He, some things don't ever change. <laughs> no, he's good. So, so you like having responsibilities now? Oh man, I, I love it so much more. I, I than than you know being my old wild self. I mean, there's a. Uh, Is that Evan gone? No man, I, I I have fun. You know what I'm saying? Like we have fun. Like we 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 have a good time. Okay. You know that never changes. But um, no man, it's so much better. You know, I I, I love waking up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And like and like, you know, you, uh, I'm proud of my family and the whole thing. It's a beautiful thing, man. There's nothing like it. I I, I really you know, and that's also why you know we want to make this music because I do feel like. I was unaware of how how great that would feel, you know, until it actually happened. To do a song with your wife? No, to to be in love and to have a family. Mm. Yeah. And so, how do you co-parent? Because you you. Oh yeah, with with. Because uh, she has a child child yeah, from with Pete. Yeah. We do we incredible. Thank God. I mean, we have a great relationship, and he's an amazing father. And he's you know we um. It just work. I, I I mean I I can't imagine what it would be like if it didn't work out. Cause it would be really tough, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, and Bronx is so amazing, and uh, known him since he was four now, and he's just an incredible kid. And I think, uh, you know, that's a test to both Ashley and and Pete. And so for me, it's like you know, obviously he's the father, and I'm you know I'm I'm his best buddy or whatever he needs, you know. But we have a great relationship. But do you have to set boundaries like don't come to my house past five p.m. Call ahead. No. Make no. 
No, it's, it was very comfortable. But you're, you're easy breezy, though. So, I mean, you're not like. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a beautiful family. He just had, you know, he's just had another kid. And they like, yeah, man, they're, they're great. They're, they're close friends, you know. So I never ask this question. And people are going to be like, well, if y'all are friends, why well, you never ask? Because I don't pry in my friends' lives. But how did you all even fall in love? Like, where did that come from? Oh, man, it was crazy. It had, well, we had bumped into each other a few times. But we bumped into it to each other at this friends of our house, James's, at a party that actually Tony brought me to. And she kind of came up to me trying to dance with me. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I saw this on, on the show. Yeah, I actually sure. watched the show with so, my dog. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So we actually did. We had like somewhat of a, because I dance, you know, people don't know. But we had, we had like not a little. Break, you're not break dancing. No, it wasn't like flipping on the ground. No. But, you know, I was doing like, you know. You were my, grooving. I was grooving. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And <clears throat> it was good. And then I, I knew her friend Stephanie through Tony. And I was like, hey, uh, would you guys want to come back to the studio? We're going to go back to. De Niro's studio. We went back, back to the studio and we were kind of just listening to music all night. We're making out. And we did. I've, I've said this before. We were like dry humping. Nothing else happened. But it was great though. It was amazing. What is adult dry humping? What and then that? I don't know. I fell asleep and she was gone. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's how it happened. I was trying to get a number and then Stephanie was like, no, you're not a good dude. You're not getting that number basically. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. And then uh, some time went by and I bumped into her at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Again, I was kind of in a wild state. Uh, not too well, but you know, whatever. You know. And I, I went up to her, and uh, she was with Bronx, and um, I was trying everything I could, and I just kind of was like, <laughs> I was like, um, I think uh, it's so sexy that your mother. <laughs> what? So sexy that your that's what? a unique a mother. that's a unique pickup okay. line. I don't know. It just but came was out. it sexy to you the idea that she was a mo like a cool? Yes, I did. No, I did. I think I thought I did. I think I thought it was amazing that she was like this woman who had a child and she was and like, still fly. Yeah, and yeah, all, all all that. And um, again, it was kind of like a moment, but I think she was a little bit like, "Wow, this guy's a little crazy or weird." <laughs> and uh, her mom was like, hey, "That guy seems like he really likes you." And then pan to a little bit back, a little ways. A little forward, I was somewhere and her friend pulled by Cabo Cantina and she yelled out the window and she was like, Hey, Evan. And she put me on the phone with Ashley and she was like, Come over. And I came over and she was kind of, there was a guy there. I don't know if she was like talking to him or not, but I was like, Oh, this is kind of weird. <laughs> um, but I could tell she was wanting me to be there. And I was like, You know, maybe I should head out. And when I head out, she ran out to the car and she was like, He's not going to be here. Come back tomorrow. We never left each other's side. After. And so you knew early on, like, this was going to be something serious. Yeah, I always could tell. And I think she could, too. I think she was a little concerned about whether or not I was uh, ready for something like that. Mm -hmm. But did she meet the Evan that I knew? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so how did so how did she know? In the, okay, so for people, what does that mean? Evan is, um, you're an electric Electric. Ball of fun, yeah. <laughs> like, from, like I don't even know when waking up and going to sleep is. It's like just a continuum of <laughs> reckless fun. Yeah. By the way, you're so fucking nasty on the show, Jazz. Um, it's so I, the, true. You know, I I was saying to this, I had a um, Saranis Jackson here from Insecure the other day, and we were talking about like shows, and I try not to watch too much TV because I get so consumed with it to where I would want to watch all the time. But I did plug into your show. Just to kind of see what's going on because you're too busy for hanging out these days. But when I saw it, I was just like, okay, she had to not have met the Evan that I know. But if she did, do you feel like she was a part of helping you grow out of that stage? 100%. 100%. But she also liked that side of it. We still have like, we, we still, we it's still. It's like Halloween well. with you and Zach Efron. Yeah, oh my God. That was good. <laughs> I mean, like Halloween's coming up. I was driving by. 
that street, uh, Sunset, Sunset, I don't want to say Sunset Tower, but whatever street that was. Yeah. I will never forget the Halloween parties you guys used to throw. Um, I think you were not, you were Robin or some, I don't remember the costume, I? but it was fun. We had a great time. We've had, we have great, and we still do. Like, we have a lot of fun, and we, just because we have kids now, it doesn't mean we're not young and we don't, like, you know, turn up. Yeah. Right. But, but, um, yeah, it, it, it the fun changed because you have to, you know, you got to wake up in the morning and, and take care of the kids and there's a whole, you know, that whole thing. Um, but I was always ready for that. I just had no reason for that. Do you know what I mean? I think I just had, I, there was no, there was nothing that made me want to be like that in my life yet, you know? And she, she was that reason, you know? Um, but she likes that side of me. She likes that I'm fun. She likes my friends. She likes that, you know? And, and I think that's what made it so great too. Like we have a great time together. And she's wild, yo. She may pretend she's not. So when they, when they came to you guys with the idea of the TV show. They didn't it, come to us. Oh, so how did I, um, how did that happen? We actually, we actually Jesse Terrero um, and myself and Ashley, we were, I was actually, we were working on the album and I asked him to have some of his camera guys come film us in the studio. <clears throat> and uh, we never knew it was actually going to turn into what it, what, what it actually ended up being. But in the process of it, a lot of what he was filming was kind of what we ended up watching was outside of the studio talking about the music and also just kind of talking shit and having a good time. And he's like, maybe there's something here that we could do something around this. And um, the music, you know, was the center of all of it because we wanted a way to document it and not have to go through a major label and do all that kind of stuff and own our music. <clears throat> so what we did was we started filming it and then basically Jesse was like, look, man, it's great. But people are going to get bored watching you in the studio all the time, you know? And Ashley, they haven't seen Ashley in a long time. And I feel like you guys have to kind of right. give a little bit of yourself and show the world kind of who you are. Cause it that is, was it, the part that surprised me because as private as you yeah, and your right. family are, and, and then knowing her, I mean, her sister had been on a reality yeah. show. And she does. She did a reality show. And so she, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but anyway. I mean, she knows now that a tuna fish is not um, the chicken this season. Oh, <laughs> oh Jessica, yeah. Okay. Dude, but the, the stuff, those stuff is that's genius. No, I mean, she's it's brilliant. It's genius. It's, it's brilliant. Okay, so I, I was surprised to see you on reality TV because I was just like, "There's no way he's." Oh, me, me, me too. Yeah, me too. Both of us actually. Um, in the process of it, you know, and we were very specific with with E as well. We were like, "Look, we want to make a." We want to make a documentary, basically, a docu-series. And we're fine to show our lives, but we want it to look a certain way. We hired all the people from the, the producers that we produced with Citizen Jones, who've only done documentary and film, so we want it to look a certain way. We didn't want it to be the, the, the norm, you know? And we didn't want to deal in the negative because it's, it's just not true. And, mm -hmm. and, and we didn't want fabricated stuff. We didn't want to just create stuff to, like, you know? So right. that was a, a kind of hard thing to get around. But E was so supportive of that, which was interesting. Um, and so they were just the, really the right place to go. But it was it, that the beginning part was frightening, even though we were producing it and everything like that, sharing your lives. It was a, it was a thing. But I feel like you kind of, in some way, you know, people love the, they love the music, but they want to understand where it all comes from. You know, mm -hmm. so it was just kind of what it was. And you know, we actually like I love it now. I, I love I love not I love I love the what it is because I. You know, my kids get to watch that one day, and the whole thing when they're older, it's like we got to document a really special part in our lives. I mean, how many times do you get to make a duet album with your wife? You know. So was there ever a point where you were like, okay, we're not gonna film that? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was that? Um, mostly with the kids. Okay. But um, but yeah, I mean, there was ideas that were thrown out there that I was like, really? 
Never. But there was, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, there was, there, was a, there was a few things. I mean, we let them be in there pretty much all the time. We, we like, not, they weren't in there. We would shoot, like, what, about three, four things a day, four or five things a day. But, but, um, but they, they were there. I mean, I talked about my father, and I let them in, you know, because I was like, first of all, if you don't let them in, then there's no point doing the show because people are going to be like, well, we didn't get to see anything. Then. So was that where you first decided to talk about your father passing? No, that was the first time I've climbed since my father found climbing. climbing yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. It was it was it was it was a kind of tough moment to kind of dive into. On, it's interesting not playing a role and just playing yourself. Even with music, I feel like it's a it's weird because you get to hide behind the character, and when you're actually telling your story or even giving your music, you, you're opening the world to kind of judge you, mm-hmm. you know. And you don't have to do that. And, Film, you know. So how old were you when he passed away? I was I think fifteen, I think about fifteen. Fifteen. And so 14. How, how did you process that? I mean, because I've I mean 14. to know you is to know you being very normal. And I having gone through a death like a close person, my brother getting murdered. I mean, how did I know the craziness I went through, but how were you able to process it and grow through it and how did it shape who you are now? I think I think I still am. I think I don't think it's that I always tell people I don't think that ever goes away. I think you get you know, better at it. But I think there's moments that come up just like when we were shooting, <clears throat> you know, you want, you, I want, I, w- I wish my daughter was able to meet my father, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. When you start having important moments in your life, that's, I think when it's harder to deal with, you know? Um, and, and, <clears throat> you know, me learning since I was so, I was young then to like start learning about my father and understanding him more as I get older, you know, it's like, I wish I was able to have these conversations with him now. I think those are the things that are kind of, more hard to get through, you know. So, do you think you've become the person your parents wanted you to be? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I I, I know my mom's super proud. I, I I can't I can't say for my father, but I, I do I do I do think so. And you're like a real mama's boy too. Yeah, super. Yeah. So so are you closer to? I mean, you clearly have a close affectionate relationship with Tracy, but your other siblings are you closer to all equally, or are you just more closer to Tracy? All equally, uh, I think. Uh, all equally for sure. I think the reason why me and Tracy may be on the phone the most is because we're also in the same industry, industry. you know. And so, and even <clears throat> even when I was just starting out, she took me to my first acting class, and uh, I came out here and stayed with her. And I told mom that I was allowed to live with her, which wasn't true. <laughs> I was like, but she's just fine. Yeah. She totally didn't. You know. And so it, you know, um, she's always just been that kind of person. Um, but all of them, we're all super close. And my brother Ross is like, oh yeah, Ross. He's just he's like he's like me. I mean, we're ten months different. My mom had us at forty five back to back, ten months different, and that's like my he he. I, I used to get scared of taking shots. He would get a shot for me, just like a fake shot to do. Just like he was like that guy. He's so, like the super nice. So uh, Evan says, "I'm we're opening up a club. You know, we're opening up a club, Warwick, and uh, you still own Warwick. Yeah. Okay. So before I had any clout, I used to go and drop your name every time. I'm like, Evan's my friend. Make a phone call. They wouldn't make the phone call. They would just let me in. But now I'm good. But like that's probably one of the sexiest clubs in L.A. And best looking for sure. You haven't really had to do a lot of remodeling. It's still been like as popping and sexy. Well, how why how did the vibe get created where it's just if you're not, if you've never been to Warwick, you have to go. If you can get in, if you can't, just drop it. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, "Oh man, we don't want to get in trouble. We'll let you in." Yeah. Uh, uh, Sylvan is the reason why that's. I think Sylvan and JT, uh, uh, Sylvan Baton are definitely the reasons why, and my brother as well as the reasons why this place is is so great. I think they're so good at taking care of people. 
I, I remember when they were doing Ledoux. That was when I was like, man, these guys oh, are Ledoux. amazing. Damn. That was the best time ever. If you don't know about Ledoux, you did not come you to Hollywood time. You did not come time. to Hollywood time. It was amazing. That was like our Studio 54. Remember White Lotus? Yeah. Across the street. I mean, Garden of Eden. That was the era was when it, Hollywood Element was, was right back there, too. Popping. I was underage in there, too. Yeah, Element, though. Somebody got killed out there. That, that All the time. It got bad. It was bad. It got bad. But, yeah, uh, Ledoux. Wow. Okay, so, so yeah, the vibe, at, the vibe at Warwick. So, Warwick, yeah. So, although the, and although the bones always stay the same in there, every, I think it's like every six months, we do renovate it with different colors and things like that. And artwork. And, and inspirations yeah, and yeah. artwork. Like it might have a, some club that we write, really like in Paris or a hotel somewhere. And we'll, we'll switch the vibe out, which I think is cool because I think people get bored of the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. But we wanted a place that you could go there during the day and be like, man, this is a beautiful spot. And, you know, I always remember the club in New York called Rose Bar where, you know, you'd be sitting at this place in the Gramercy Park Hotel and Mick Jagger would be there. And, and you know, all ages... Because it was like that kind of club where you didn't have to just be like in Vegas. You know what I mean? And we wanted that where it could be like just a sexy groan and, you know, and I think that people just like it. So you and Ashley's song, um, Paris, how did that come about? Uh, Paris, we did with Austin Brown and Brian London and uh, we were actually just having fun in the studio and um, that song, we, we we somehow it came up. We were talking. We were talking earlier in the day about how much we loved this Paris trip that we took. That when I was shooting Hunger Games, I, we were there for a month, and I had rented this uh, apartment, this two-story apartment, which was super sexy. But it was up on the seventh floor, and there was no elevator. And with all our bags, it was a shit show trying to get. Out. <laughs> but it it was. Uh, it was just a real sexy trip. I mean, I can't even jump into the details, but it was. Wait, was this was this old? This was young. This Evan or the previous Evan? Oh no, this was this this was this was previous slash this Evan. Okay. But it was definitely previous Evan because we were just like, we uh, I just asked her to marry me, you know. But we were kind of like running around being kind of wild, and it was just an amazing trip. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was amazing. Like I even went, and Dallas Austin somehow showed up out there. Like it was. <laughs> It turned into a thing. So fast, so back up. So you and Dallas Austin are really close, and then you play Dallas Austin. How how did that? How did how was it playing somebody that was a friend? Well, that was kind of weird too. I was in the studio with Dallas, and somebody called him, and they're like, "They're doing a TLC movie." Da da da. Who do you think should play you? He's like, "We really would love it to be Evan Ross." He was like, "You know, he's sitting right here." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "I'll do it." I was like, "It's Dallas." And uh, and how was that experience? It was fun, man. Kiki Palmer's amazing. Um, super talented. Super talented. She's a ball of energy. I've never seen anything quite yeah. like it. I was like, is this all the and time? And it's nonstop. It's nonstop. It's she's what, like, well, you're making what, fun of me. I'm like, I'm not old, making fun of you. It's what the old Evan Ross was. No, but she's different because I was still, I was you jumping around, chill. but yeah, I but wasn't you're, like. You're, you're chill. But, but no, she's she's killing it and she's brilliant. I mean, there's like, you know, she walks on set and she's just off the charts. So like, yeah, well, we had a, we had a great time. Plus I got to, you know, be working with Dallas and Chili was there all the time. It was cool. Okay, so Chili's kind of strict. I didn't know she was like she's like I, I. She's a mother. I don't even like talking about singers because I don't think they're a good thing. But I, <clears throat> you know, there's been times. So I was smoking and she was like, "Don't smoke. It's a horrible thing to do." Um, <laughs> she's a mother. She was so mad though. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I didn't see her coming. She like ran behind me, like threw it out of my mouth somewhere. I'm yeah, like, she, Who yeah. Chili's definitely like a mom. So. When I first started, you know, we have a texting relationship. We've never met yet, but we text and, you know, whatever. Um, when I first started texting her, it was a very, very thorough. I mean, she she talks like a mom. And then, then she ends with, can you please post my son's song? I'm like, yeah, I got it. She's cool. 
All right. So what have you nothing. what have you not? I mean, because you are so rich, you can decide what you're going to do and not do. What if, what do you want to do next? It's nothing to do with having money ever. Um, no, but money does. I'm not saying it has anything to do with money. But when you have a lot of money, you can say, I'm not doing that. Well, there's um, I think you got to do that in general because I think you'll get stuck doing everything. And that's not a great thing. It's a good point. Um, I think uh, there's a project, there's a movie project that I've been trying to create with Tony K. We did American History X that we've been trying to do for that was a while. That a great movie. Yeah, he's and he's brilliant. And there's a movie that we've been trying to put together. That's that's something that is in the works. And then put together from you on in front of the camera or behind the camera or both on the camera and and so you be both. Yeah. Okay. Producing but not not directing. That sounds really a lot from in, in where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm working. I'm going to work on well. First, we're still doing some more music, both me and Ashley. And then Ashley's going to work on her album, and I'm going to work on mine too, probably at the same time. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to bring it back to Ashley and Evan second season? Maybe. We're still figuring it out. We're going to decide if, 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 if it works. But, I mean, we had such a good time. If, if, if the schedule and it makes sense, then, yeah. It, like, again, you know, um, just like the, with this show, there was a purpose behind it. It wasn't just to watch me and Ashley hang out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to have a reason. So, if, you know, it's like being around the album was a really special thing and, you know, maybe if it could follow us on this tour that we're going to start in January, that could be really cool. So we just got to look into what it would be. So I saw. Oh, we're go- yeah, we're going on tour in January. I, before we get to tour, I did see that post yesterday. I didn't see the entire season. I saw Tracy was on the show and I saw your mm-hmm. conversation with Tracy. Did your mom ever make it on the show? Yeah, mom was on the se- uh, the first episode. She was. It, it was. it was supposed to be two episodes. They made it to one. Yeah, so it was two episodes turned into one. So, yeah, I need to go back and watch that episode. I didn't see the earlier. It was amazing, yeah. And so how did you get her to agree to do reality television? I mean, besides it's her son. Well, because she, she knew what we were trying to make. I got to show her what we were doing and, and how we were trying to do it and what it was about. And I don't think mom, you know, she'll probably still, she calls it a docuseries. And she'll say, you know, it it has to just make sense. And she she knew it was around love and she loves it now. She was like, you know, this is, and it's different from what's on TV. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? It's different um, than love and hip hop. Yeah, although I love that show. I love watching it. <laughs> Everybody loves a train wreck, but no, I mean it's it's definitely not that because you know the Bobby and Whitney show changed a lot of people's perception of Whitney Houston. Yeah, because I was just way out there. All right, so you're going on tour, and there's how many dates? It looked like about thirty. No, no, we're doing it in I think two pieces, but right now for sure is we've got eleven set up, and we're deciding on the rest. Okay, who created the artwork? Is that you or you have your team? What's that photo of us too? Yeah, that that was shot by Amanda Demi. She's amazing. No, I look dope. So, so you guys are going to go on tour. And then there's a tour. You're going to expand the tour. Well, the plan is no matter what we do, especially since we're doing it together, we have to do it in somewhat pieces. We're going to have our kids on, on, on with us as much as possible. And Bronx has school. So we want to make sure whatever it is that we do at a certain time and then have some time to you know be with the kids and make sure that school's going good and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, listen, um, I appreciate you coming up here and giving us the time to talk. Uh, and we could go on and on for days. And I'm trying to be very careful of all the stories in the past because we had a lot of fun. Like the time, <laughs> the time I don't think Jazz was there, but um, we were on the patio in the house and Evan ran into the house, but the screen was closed and you hit, your, you hit the screen. So hard. Yeah, those are fun times. Those are fun. T- well, that wasn't that fun for me, but that was fun, fun for all of us. That shit was hilarious. That's happened to me more than once, by the way. <laughs> Well, listen, um, thanks for coming up here, and I'm going to make sure I got to get you and Cardi together. I would love to. I think she's amazing. But if y'all do any music, I need 10%. I'm, I'm with that all day long. All right, cool. We out of here. Peace.